The views and opinions expressed by guests on this program are not necessarily the views of Thinking Bigger Business Media, Inc. or its employees. Welcome to Smart Companies Thinking Bigger Radio. Get the inside scoop on how America's most successful business owners transform their entrepreneurial vision into reality. And listen in as some of the top business minds in the country serve up practical advice, tips, and insights for growing your business. Now, here's your host, Kelly Scanlon. Good morning. Welcome to Smart Companies Radio. I'm Kelly Scanlon, publisher of Thinking Bigger Business Media. Now, mental illness is a growing national concern, yet many people are still unwilling and in some cases even unable to get the assistance that they need. Our guest today, Melissa Thompson, is the founder and CEO of Talk Session, a company that makes mental health care available through remote therapy sessions. She was also in 2013 selected as a healthcare transformer for the Startup Health Academy Entrepreneurship Program, a part of Springboard Enterprises Life Sciences Accelerator. In addition, Talk Session was featured at the White House in September 2013 as a technology that would change the future of mental health care. So we're very happy to have Melissa Thompson with us today to talk about this. Welcome to the show today, Melissa. Thank you so much for Kelly for having me. Absolutely. Okay, so many entrepreneurs that I talk to say that they go into business because they're trying to solve something. They see a need or they see a gap or they see something that they're just not happy with and think that they can do better. And, and so they go out there and they try to fill that gap or create that, that solution. What were you trying to solve when you found a talk session? Sure. So healthcare is, you know, a fairly broken system in, in the U.S. We spend more on healthcare than any other country per capita. And in the scheme of mental health, of healthcare, we have mental healthcare been, um, you know, sidelined as kind of the redheaded stepchild of healthcare. So we have a disparity in access. 91 million Americans can't get access to mental healthcare. And that compares to 60 million in primary care and 30 million in, in dental care. And so that disparity really causes, you know, deep implications to our society in terms of the criminal justice system, the education system, and I think it it reaches so far and wide that it really needs to be innovated upon and, and disrupted. Yes, and, and I think one of the keys there was is the education system. I think with, at least personally and people that I've talked to, I think that these high-profile mass shootings in schools and then so often you find out that there was some sort of a mental health issue underlying the situation, and that has really opened the eyes of a lot of people. It's not just a, it's just not a problem that we can afford to keep hidden anymore. So, talk to us a little bit about the technology behind Talk Session. It obviously it is a remote technology, so that if I want to talk with my therapist, my provider, my mental healthcare provider, I can do so from my home or wherever. How how is that possible? Sure. First, I just want to add one thing to your comment about about the kind of mental health in our society and education, which is one in four Americans suffer from a mental, a diagnosable mental illness. So we see these headlines, and and they're so so shaking to us, and they're becoming spoken about more and more. But in reality, it's everywhere, and there are some high profile you know headlines. But really, we have to realize that 
everyone has problems. Everyone has been affected by somebody with mental illness. And just by talking about it more openly and, and with education, I think people will be more willing to seek help. And, and on that part, we can lead to the technology where, you know, I wanted to create something that was affordable and made it, tech, uh, it accessible for people to to seek the provider's help. And so we built a technology talk session that can be, it's bi-directional video, it's secure and HIPAA compliant. So, um, it, you know, there's Skype, for example, is, is not a HIPAA compliant technology. So this one is secure. And it's available on any mobile device. And it's peer-to-peer, so it works from browser to browser, and it's in real time. So there's no delay between audio and video which is uh, some people find as problematic in, in Skype. So it's a really, it's using cutting-edge technologies that uh, are brand new to market and, and really increase access because some people, you know, in the Medicaid community, for example, we have people often can't afford um, health care, but many have smartphones. Right. So this technology appeals to across the board. Anybody who has a smartphone can, can seek services. So it's a dial-up session then, and, and as I understand it from what you just described, you not only have audio, but you can see each other just like Skype. And it's, so it's, it's a dial-up type of situation? It is a remote connection. Um, it is using a Wi-Fi or 4G, mm-hmm. and it is browser to browser. So any, any device, a tablet, a smartphone, a laptop, anything with a browser can connect to talk session technology, and it's bidirectional video and audio. So you can choose to just use audio, but really um, mental health care, 99% of the time is non-palpable. So it is a, a area of care that lends itself very well to telemedicine. Do you see talk session as something that replaces the in-person relationship or the in-person sessions with the mental health provider, or is it something that supplements it? I think it's, it's unique to each case. Um, oftentimes people don't seek help because of the stigma around seeking help. And if you think about it, think of maybe um, an adolescent who needs to seek mental health care. Imagine how scary it is to, to go to a stranger's office and, you know, confess your deepest, darkest secrets to that person. And that takes that, that same situation and, and allow the, the person to be in the comfort of his or her home. So I think in certain cases it's actually superior to face-to-face. Mm-hmm. Um medicine, uh, but in some cases, there's no replacement for in-person. What we provide is if there's no care available in person because of a, it's remote or whatever the reason is, we can supplement the care in that case. Well, and that, that was going to be my next question, and that is, let's just take online courses, for example. I know it's not the same thing, but it's the closest thing I can think of right now. Let's take online education courses, for example especially from universities, some people say that they're wonderful and others do miss that, that interaction with their classmates, with the professor. And in terms of that, with the trust and with the relationship that is so essential to the healthcare provider and, and patient in order to, to come to some sort of a diagnosis and some sort of a, of a, uh, solution. How does that work whenever the relationship is primarily online? What have you seen so far? I've seen that the patients actually feel much more comfortable sharing when mm-hmm. it, when they have that distance removed. Interesting. Uh, mm-hmm. Providers tend to be a bit more traditional and say and claim that it's very important to see 
um, you know, the in-person uh, body movements. But I think providers are increasingly realizing the value of, of the remote session because if you see a patient in his or her own home environment, there are elements that you could never glean from the in-person visit in the provider's office. Like if, if you're speaking to me over video, you can see what's in the back, what, what my living situation looks like. Is it very yeah. cluttered? Is it, you know, there are, there are some things that are missing. Like maybe you can't, um, if there's addiction issues, maybe you can't smell alcohol in someone's breath, but, and that mm-hmm. would be missing. But there are things that, that supplement it, and I think we're learning to appreciate what those are and the value of that. Okay. So right now, this is available. I mean, it, this is this, you're going to start up, but it is actually available out on the marketplace, and people are using it. So if I am a therapist or if I am a, a patient, a, a potential patient, and I'm gra- grappling with some issues and I, I am interested in this, does this? Um, I guess I'm trying to figure out how does how do I know about it? You know, if I if I want to use this technology, how do, how do I go about doing that? Sure. So um, telemedicine, we're still subject to state to state licensure mm-hmm. guidelines. So a provider in New York State can only treat patients in New York State if unless they have a license in other states as well. So right now we only have a talk session network in New York State. But that being said, we have um, if you go to TalkSession.com and click Start a Conversation, you can reserve your ideal therapist. And there's 16 oh. questions where you say, I'd prefer to speak to a female, I would prefer a talker or a listener, someone who will text with me, and different parameters. And then when we get to that state, um, we will create a match for for a person looking for help. And in, we, we actually have some available in California as well and um and boston so we're we're rolling out and and as we roll out we will um increasingly match people with providers okay so right now it's really incumbent on the providers signing up and then you match them with people who are interested in having uh, the sessions conducted in this type of format that that's one model and alternatively we're working in closed models so we have for example one university and we've with one rehab facility. So the patients in that facility speak to the providers of the university, and that's a closed system that already exists. That can be in any state. All right. Do you see a time when providers, this this becomes much more widespread, and providers will say, as part of their traditional practices, offer it as an option to their current patients? I I hope so. (laughs) I think there's a lot of value in it, and I think increasingly patients, who realizes technology exists, we're finding that patients are asking for it. Mm. And, and as, pa- you know, we're moving towards an economy where um, it, it's more driven by consumer demand and cons- consumer ask instead of going to the doctor and just taking the services that are given. Consumers are becoming more aware and, and demanding more quality for the, for the price. Very true. And as we become an increasingly mobile society, and by that I don't mean traveling society, I mean dependent and willing to conduct business and conduct even our our health uh, care issues through a mobile device, it, it obviously it will catch on. Now, before before you go, I want to make sure we ask you a little bit about your background. Hold that thought because we're going to take a quick break from our sponsor, Benedictine College. Do you practice entrepreneurship? Intrapreneurship? Do you know how to show what you know? 
Benedictine College Executive MBA program has been the launching pad for many successful innovative products, services, and ventures. As the only one-year executive MBA program in Kansas City, our conveniently located North Johnson County campus and weekend class times will fit your busy schedule. Go to benedictine.edu slash EMBA to learn more about our program. Welcome back to Smart Companies Radio with our guest, Melissa Thompson, the founder and CEO of Talk Session. So what kind of a background did you have that, that led you to be able to open a company, found a company with this type of technology foundation? Sure. So I actually have a background on Wall Street. I was a Wall mm-hmm. Street trader. And I think what I, what I got out of that is the ability to make uh, large decisions fairly quickly and have a, a, an instinct for uh, what, is, what is right in terms of the right decision to make. So I think in terms of leadership, Wall Street was very valuable. After, after that, I worked, I got an MBA, and I focused on social entrepreneurship. Uh, I, I was a Girl Scout growing up, and <laughs> it may sound cliche, but I think I've kind of kept that heart about me where I really wanted to make a difference in the world. And looking back on spending four years in Wall Street, I asked myself what difference, every day felt important, but what difference did I really make to society? And the answer was not very much. So I kind of just took a leap and figured out how to set up the parachute on the way down. Yes. And so when you talk about the Girl Scouts, I, I, there's, there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. In fact, the Girl Scouts these days uh, they are moving more and more towards the uh, STEM initiatives to get more girls involved at a younger age in the science, technology, engineering, and mathematics. Yeah. And, and so uh, absolutely nothing, nothing wrong with that. The other endeavors that you're involved with uh, ha- happen to be Quantified 30. It's a wearable device. Tell us a little bit about that. Sure. Actually, first I'd love to give a little shout-out. I'm, I'm on the board of the Women in Health Care and Life Sciences Initiative, and what we do is promote STEM education. So, um, a big, big fan of that. I think that's a huge, be a huge step for us in the future promoting Absolutely. that. Absolutely. And on the Quantified Theory, so it was, it was partly a hobby and partly something that we're going to be integrating into the future of Talk Session, which I won't get too much into. But we can quantify so much these days, and you know, we have these consumer devices, the Nike Fuel Bands, and the Fitbits, and Jawbones. But what are we getting out of that? We have a lot of information on our vital signs. And we have increasing blood pressure, number of steps we take, our physical fitness, our quality of sleep. So if I put all of that data together, what does, that tell, what does that tell someone about me? I found it interesting to study the devices against one another because the data was quite different. So that was the first initiative of the project of Quantified30.com. And second, I said, what can we learn about people if, if we know that someone sleeps on average of eight hours a night and all of a sudden we see a trend where that drops to five hours a night or less and they stop exercising and they stop interacting with their peers, maybe that indicates some level of depression. So uh-huh. I'm, I'm, trying to, I'm trying to pick patterns out. In this, and this is really a, a kind of where we're going in the future, using mobile technology to create a frictionless, environment for healthcare where we can integrate the wearable devices with our physical fitness and our medical treatment and our health records to create a really holistic picture of what somebody needs. I mean, the, pers- the you know, personalized medicine movement and the quantified self-movement, I think, are, are going to be instrumental in the future of, of medicine. 
Something tells me that's not too far off, actually. Melissa, it has been great having you here today. And if people want to find out more about your product and what your various initiatives are, where would they go to find that? Sure, talksession.com, T-A-L-K, session, S-E-S-S-I-O-N.com, or uh, on on Twitter, at talksession, and quantified30.com is that wearable. Okay, talksession.com if you want to find out more about Melissa and her various endeavors, and you can find all the social media contacts on the website as well. Thank you again, Melissa, very much. And if you'd like to learn how to grow your business, be sure to visit our website at ithinkbigger.com. Follow us on Twitter at ithinkbigger, or like us on Facebook, Thinking Bigger Business Media. Be sure to stay tuned for our next host, Larry Muck with Community Investor. Have a great weekend. We'll see you next week. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.